What's going on, folks? Welcome back to yet another episode of In Defense of Liberation, the show that is educating about and working towards a true people's liberation movement and hopefully one day a proletarian revolution. Uh, But until we get there, I am your host, Josh, and this is a bonus episode. Um, So we're just going to talk real quick because it's on my mind. Um, about this idea of the state, right? Um, it's a pretty basic idea. I've kind of done some discussions on my show, but I think that every so often it's important that you kind of reassert in, in the mind of the people kind of what this idea of the state is. Um, this is your first time listening. We don't always do stuff like this, but this, you know, normally I just kind of rant, which is probably what I'll end up doing, but. Yeah, so we're just going <clears> to <throat> kind of... Dis- also, noise in the background, I'm driving. That's unfortunately normally how it goes. Um, but yeah, whatever. It's just a quick little bonus episode. I'll, I'm going to be posting some... Uh, I did an interview with a friend of mine, Brianna Spencer. Um, and uh, yeah, some other stuff is going to be coming out soon. So keep an eye out for that. But... Um, I just want to talk about this idea of the state. So, broad picture here, and we're going to have to cover a few things and some quick, you know, detail. But we live currently in what is called class society. So there was once a time before class society and what were called communal societies or, you know times before uh, colonialism when there were still indigenous nations and and independent countries which had no contact from outside invasion and although some of these societies did have their own you know inherent uh, kind of separations and warred within themselves it was not what we might call today a class society and so the difference is you know, a class society is a structured society, whereas these societies were more kind of like, I guess you would call them, they were organized and structured, but not in such a a centralized fashion. So to define what a class society is, it is uh, organized structure of, you know, communities and society, wherein one group aka one class has complete control and dominance over another how is that done you know how can this one and you know also we ask the question well how do they come together so society develops not on a and human development uh you know, progresses not necessarily on what we might call a linear path, but it has certain causes and effects which lead therein to becoming themselves another cause and another effect. Um, and in this progression of development, we have both quantitative and qualitative change. So, you know, at one time there were slave societies and it wasn't until the kind of centralization um, of nation states 
and the centralization of um, more organized government uh, wherein we led to feudalism um, and the seeds of feudalism were really found in slave societies like Rome um, where a lot of the similar dominance was had except instead of there being a slave now there were serfs now there were subjects and and you know eventually you have development of guilds and journeymen um and all these different forms of exploitation outright exploitation but still to this point you didn't have the development of the first class there was still so much division among these you know, ruling powers, um, and they warred within themselves, um, which we still see to today, but at the end of the day, they were not focusing their efforts as a collective in order to stay in power as maybe they do today. Um, and this is because as, you know, again, human history has developed these government structures have gotten more intelligent the theories of you know control of politics of economies um, more human knowledge has been developed and therein these governments can take advantage of that human knowledge in order to govern differently Uh, and what they might consider better in order to keep their consolidated control. So you see the beginning of what we might call the state kind of through the end of feudalism, leading from feudalism to colonialism and capitalism, um where also you saw the fall in a lot of cases or the consolidation with the church. Um, The church and the clergy were not the nobility that they once were in this case anymore. Um, They were a part of the ruling class, but they were not themselves the ruling class as they once were. Um... And so because of this, you see, again, a more organized and what we might call um, militant, meaning their objective was to be as disciplined as one might be within the military and act as one might in the military, a.k.a. doing what needs to be done when it is necessary. Um, One clear example of this would be in the United States last year when the National Guard was sent on the protesting people across the country uh, where, quote-unquote, rubber bullets, which are 70% uh, metal uh, with rubber outer lining, Um, killed, maimed, blinded, uh, you know, damn, they arrested 
hundreds of thousands, quote unquote, disappear, disappeared folks where they would grab folks in an unmarked vehicle where they would get taken away for days on end until finally they were released. Um, and activists who are affiliated with the groups who took part in these protests, some of, some of them have been found dead. Uh, there was the one who was uh, harassed at his house and he went on live stream. I can't remember what his name was. He was from, I want to say he was from the city, New York City. Um, but anyways, you know, this is the consolidated and militant structure of our state. Now, this state, like we said, is one of the parts of this class society. Well, a state is, it's, you know, it's defined a few different ways, but Lenin defines it as the organized arm of the ruling class, um, that's a paraphrase Um, my apologies I can't remember actually his direct definition now now that I went into it of course (laughs) Uh, but essentially the state is the body the governing body and through that you know subsequent powers such as the military the police the the judges um, the uh all the different parts of the society that upholds the rule and, and the status quo of that, you know, ruling class. And so the reason why we need to understand this state and more so than just understand it in its abstract, but understand it in its context today, which is the state of the bourgeoisie, the state of the ruling class over the working class, the state of the violent rule of the few over the many. This is what our state across the United States exists and operates as. We need to come to an understanding of this state Because we have to understand that it is this state which can never do for the people what it needs to do for the people. Because to its core, what the state of the bourgeoisie, aka the dictatorship of the bourgeoisie, is, is antithetical to everything that the working class needs. Because where you have a ruling class... You need to have a ruled class. And giving power, wealth, and comfortability and stability to that ruled over class subsequently takes power out of the hands of the ruling class. Because now the dominance and control that it once had, it has given out. Especially now, since the state has become so consolidated with capital, now 
the difference is also that the state will not give up its wealth. Because, nor will it stop allowing wealth to be infused into the state for the sake of its, you know, lobbying and, and, and movement towards the direction of some groups of people who have the money to do so. It is important to understand this state because we have to understand that it is this state which many before us have tried to simply lay hold of and wield for themselves. And this cannot be the case. This state does not serve the purpose of the people. The people find no benefits in the dictatorship of the, of the bourgeoisie. They are made to starve. They are made unhoused. They are made intentionally underdeveloped. They are made uneducated. They are colonized, imperialist you know, states come in and extract their resources, their labor force, they rape their women, they rape the land, um, they pollute the, the entire world. This has no benefit for the people. So what the people must do then is take this state and cast it into the fire, smash it, destroy it, everything that it is. And build upon it a progressive, not in the, the political sense, but as a progression forward from this place, this state, this context. And build its own state. And there are some who will say, no, the state is a tool of oppression. We cannot have the state. But to those folks, I ask, what then will defend the people from the reaction of those who once were a part of this now smashed state? We have to look not further than history and all of the places where this has been attempted, where this has not been instituted, the state of the people, which is also known as the dictatorship of the, the proletariat. The reason why in places that this has not been done, they have fallen to their oppressors once again, is because they did not have an organized and conscious body of people who were willing, ready, and able to defend this new state, defend this new society, which can finally and truly claim democracy and call itself a government for the people by the people until that comes we exist under a dictatorship of the, the bourgeoisie our ruling class and oppressors will give us reforms they will give us symbolic change they will give us rhetoric. They will speak to our problems. They will feel empathy or sympathy. They will voice their concern for the working masses. They will say how much they care about what is happening globally. And do nothing in action or substance to prove that to be true in any sense of the word. Solidarity 
and internationalism are the difference between a state which exists to oppress and a state which exists to end oppression. Because the dictatorship of the proletariat is a means to an end. It is not to exist forever. It is to exist for the elimination of class antagonisms, to rid the world of the privilege, inequality, and suffering that capitalism, colonialism, and class society in general have created. And then after this, it will, as Engels said, wither away. It will become superfluous. It will become useless in the sense that as a state is a tool for the oppression of one class over the other, when there is no classes, when there is no use in oppressing, when everyone is given equal share of every equal good that is created and produced and able to be consumed, when all human needs are being able to be met and we can begin advancing towards changing the symptomatic issues such as racism, sexism, and all these other things, once we can solve all of these problems and create a truly democratic and equitable society, then the state will fade away. But until then, we're fighting for our life. And until then, we're fighting for the survival of the people. And so we need something to defend ourselves. And so it is the dictatorship of the proletariat which will see us through to the solutions which we need, which will see us through to a socialist and, and, and revolutionary change. But it cannot, it cannot be done through appealing to the status quo, upholding things as they exist, trying to placate to the ruling class and ask for a seat at the table. If that was going to work, it would have worked. They've been in power for hundreds of years. This is not enough. It was never enough. And so we need to smash everything that exists and create a new. <clears throat> if you're still listening, thank you very much. Uh, this has been a little brief bonus descriptor of the state and kind of general outline. I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope it was informative and I hope it was right and, and theoretically correct. And any you know kind of critiques you have of what I have had to say, you can reach out to me. Uh, at In Defense of Liberation on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can email me, uh, In Defense of Liberation at gmail.com. Um, you can also find my blog if you think what I said was good and you want to read some of it. Uh, you can go to forliberation.wixsite.com forward slash website. Uh, and yeah, folks, I appreciate the listen. I hope you enjoyed everything that I had to say, uh, and that it was informative in any way, shape or form. Uh, so vive la commune. Um, and also let's take a moment to, uh, you know, just kind of celebrate the birthday of revolutionary Grenadian, uh, and first prime minister of uh, revolutionary Granada, uh, Maurice Bishop. Um, 
you know, who was assassinated, um, as many revolutionaries unfortunately are, uh, for demanding dignity, humanity, and equality for the people of Granada and for people everywhere. Um, Yeah, so happy birthday. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Stay safe, everybody. Uh, 